Yeah. Um, and so what else I gave you? I'm just going to tell you right now, and you can take them home and look later, but there's the first chapter of Genesis, which I find so beautiful, and then every olive top that's in the first chapter is in red that you can see before the word that in Hebrew it appears. And then all of the instances of olive top in Job, and there are not many, and it's 40 chapters, and there are, I think, 42, maybe? It's on the sheet. I don't have a number in my head. And then Ruth and all the olive top occurrences in that book. So you can take those home and look at them. Um, and when someone says to me, I want to learn Hebrew, I can see a glint in their eye if really it's coming from their spirit because it's not a learning kind of thing. It's not like I want to learn a language, I want to learn this kind of topic. It's really something deep within that bubbles up. And so when someone says it, I can see it bubbling up within them. And it's not something that you can learn, I always say, because it's in you. It's in your DNA, it's in your structure, it's in your very essence, the Lord has placed it there. And so it's not something that you really take in, it's something that you that comes out of you because it's already there. So when you Hebrew and, and the, the Lord, everything about Him is is all the senses. We see it, we hear it, we taste it, we feel it. We whatever we do, something else. There's another sense. I lost one. But everything about the Lord is it can be embraced in our senses. When we say the wine blessing, we're saying the words in Hebrew. We may see them in Hebrew. We're going to drink the wine, so you're tasting it. You can touch the grapes. So Hebrew itself is so like full of our senses. And so when, when, when Hebrew becomes something that's like bubbling up in you, just don't expect to learn it like anything else, but allow it to come alive, awaken in you, because it's just kind of dormant, you know, until it begins to awaken in us. We smell it. That's the other one. We smell it. We do. So yeah, you smell the wine, you smell the grapes. And that's in a physical sense, but in the spirit, there's all those senses are operating too. When you're seeing the letters, like with the blood, when I keep seeing Aleph Tav and the blood, and, and when we looked at the tabernacle and all the Aleph Tavs all over the tabernacle, I just kept seeing the blood, you know, the blood being sprinkled. So it was it was in a it was in letters, you know, but it was a spiritual sense, you know, yeah. to see it from. Yeah. So, yeah. I've heard it said that in same way so that's kind of hidden you know from scripture so when people 
preach about the secret things belonging to the Lord, and that other half is left out. The Torah is left out. You know, the Torah, there's, we're in a state of lawlessness as we've been for some time. And so because the Torah has been taken out from people's lives and things have been hidden, Al-Tab is one of those things that's been hidden because we don't see it in our English translations. And so, I want also, and not even just revealed, but Al-Tab uncovered because he uncovers himself for us, you know, so that, that he can be our covering. And so this is from Zephaniah. Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms, to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger. All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. And why I have that there is because this is the only verse in scripture that contains every letter of the alphabet. And every there's also, there's 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. There's five letters that are called end letters ending letters of, of different letters. So there's really 27 forms, so to speak. And this is the only verse that contains all of those letters, which then says, for then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. Wow. So from that one scripture that has every single letter, the only one that has every single letter of the Hebrew alphabet, then I will restore to the people that language, that pure language, his language that he used to speak. Can you Life. that Yep. And then after, elsewhere, a little bit lower in this chapter, this is the last chapter of Zephaniah, it then says, and I am the Savior, I am the Redeemer, and I will restore my people. I will bring them all back, as we know. So, I am Alpha and Omega Aleph Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So we're just going to see in Revelation where this continues to appear. And he said to me, it is done, I am Aleph and Omega, Aleph Tav, the beginning and the end. I will give to him the thirsts of the fountain of the water of life freely. Oops. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Okay? The ending, yes. We got 21 6. Can you go? What was the other one? 21 6, 22 13. Mm-hmm. I can send this if anybody. There's a lot of scriptures. We're going to go yes. through a lot of scriptures. Yeah. Can you send it? I would, yeah, I'll send it. Yep. Yep. It might be easier. So don't worry about writing that. So. You have revelation, but where did that come from? So who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning, I, the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he? Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called, I am he, I am the first, I also am the last. Okay? And then... Back to Revelation. These things, says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. So this is Yahweh, this is the Lord, the Father, saying, but I am the one that died. Both together. So the Aleph. So the Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And Hebrew letters have a number that corresponds to them. So it starts one. So like it would be like A in English. A is one, B is two. Okay, so in Hebrew... Aleph is one, Bet is the second letter, Bet is two. 
This is how the language progressed, so the letters progressed. So first, this is the ancient Hebrew. This they say, and, and I'm not entirely sure because there's, different, there's discrepancies between what people believe to be true historically, but this they say is the letters, are the letters that Moses wrote in, wrote the Torah. And then you can see the time period where it changed, it turned into this, which still looks very similar. So it was an ox head, and ox is about strength. And so the strength of the Lord. Aleph is always about the Lord, the Father. In his, in his strength. Right. Av is the father, exactly. So you have the, the ox head, and then the symbol is the ox head, and then this is, this is around the time of, of Ezra, I think, when the letter, the letter began to look like what we see in books and in scrolls today. And so just some words that begin with, with um, the Aleph. So Aleph itself, this letter right here is, is a Lamed, and it's, um, a Lamed is a staff, and it relates to guidance and to teaching, and so sometimes the word Aleph itself has to do with teaching. In English, when we have the letter A, A doesn't really mean anything, B, it's just a letter. It doesn't mean anything. It needs the other letters to go along and make words. But Hebrew letters actually have a name, and it's spelled. So this is the letter called Aleph. And so every single one of the letters in Hebrew has a meaning to itself, to the letter itself. And then those letters get together to make other words. Okay. So Aleph can also mean, uh, if it's said Aleph, is 1,000. So you know how the Lord in, in one day is like a thousand years or a thousand yeah. years is like one day to the Lord. So, and, and uh, we spoke about this a few weeks ago with all the like, um, when you plant a seed and then it's in the ground and then condensation goes up to the clouds and then it begins to rain and the sunlight and all the things, all the processes that go together that to, to bring up that one little sprout, right? And so it's like a thousand processes to, to do this one thing. And the Lord is created, in, in our body, all the processes in our body, thousands of things that are going on that are, just, that are causing us to breathe, that are causing blood to, to pump through our heart and stuff like that. So one to 1,000, and that's totally the Lord. Um, Adam, Adam begins with the Aleph. Av, the father. Im, the mother. Sign. Um, and another thing that was hidden, it always has bothered me in, I think it's Genesis 1-4, where it says, and the lights, the moon and the sun were given for sign seasons and um, times or years, typically in English, but it's for the Moedim, for the appointed times. And that's been hidden, you know, for centuries, especially to, to those that, to Christians. You know, if people read it straight from Hebrew, they're going to see that it's appointed times. It's Moed, okay? But then it also says signs. So the lights are to be a sign, and the mark on Cain's head was a sign. Was that word? It's called, it's oat. Okay, so what the Lord put on his head to save him, to keep him safe, was a sign. Did you want to say something? No, no. Well, okay. I'm, I'm following, so Cain, so, so nobody would kill him. Correct. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, fire, yeah. H, L, the Lord. And L, when you look at those two letters, this is the Aleph, so the head, and this is Lama, the staff. So you can see in those two letters, you can see the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, see so the head, the strength, and then the staff, the Lord is my shepherd. Elohim, light is or, the Lord said, Yihi, light, and then there was light, and Ahava is love. Okay, I just wanted to throw some words, some words out there. And then, when the Lord says to Moses, Moses says, who shall I say that you are? And he says, I am that I am. And those, each letter begins, each, each word begins with an Aleph. Skin is or, 
also, but it begins with an I in the other letter that, which is kind of interesting. But yes, or it begins with an Aleph. Yeah. So Aleph, just remember, Aleph always represents the Lord. Okay, and there it is. And so, going to Jacob, and he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. So what they say about this letter is, this is like the letter, it's called Vav, which we'll see later, okay? And these two right here are called, uh, like, uh, Yotz, which is, which is the hand, okay? So, so within this one letter, it's so beautiful because Hebrew, there's so many levels of Hebrew, just like there's so many letters to the Lord in any scripture that we read, you can just scratch the surface on anything. And so one thing that those that study Hebrew look at is taking apart this letter and see what other letters are in there, and then what meaning does that import, you know, even to make it even deeper. And so what you could see is, this is a hand up here and a hand down here from heaven to the earth. Touching the Lord coming down to meet us. You know the uh, the painting Michelangelo with the hands coming. Yeah. It's kind of like that sort of. And this here being a vav is like the ladder. So when and, and Yeshua is the ladder. So Yeshua is the one. It's the hands and Yeshua the one that's leading. And the angels are going up and down. Okay. And vav this thing right here. This would be right here. It'll it'll make more sense later. I think. Um, represents man. Yeshua is God and, and man. So he's that ladder, and we know he's that ladder. I think we had a teaching on that a few months ago. <laughs> so. It was good. It was very good, yes. Bless the Lord. And so, and he said to him, Yeshua said, Most assuredly I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open, and angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Okay? Yeah. And so now we shall look at Tav. So Tav is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, <coughs> and this is how it looked as it changed over time. And you know, when I see this, and it looks very much like a cross, I tend to say, "Yeah, okay." And I and I get a little uncomfortable because I'm so aware of sometimes how Christianized stuff can just taint the whole thing and can taint the truth. But it does seem that this is actually the way it originally looked. Now, was it intended to represent? the Christian cross as we know it and all that surrounds it? I don't think so. In a way, yes, you know, I mean, and I, but I mean, the way we think about it, the way it's presented to us with, with all the baggage that goes along with it. I remember when Rabbi taught years ago when I first came to Mishkan, he said, you have to get beyond the cross, not to me, but just to the whole, well, to me, but to everyone, you know, in a message. And I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, I was uncomfortable at first because the cross, I wore a cross all the time and it was everything to me. You know, not, not the cross, but the whole, what it meant to me. You know, it was Yeshua, it was my salvation. So that bothered me at first, but I got over it pretty quickly and I was like, well, how do I do that? And you just kind of do it. It's like, it's like losing that baggage of, you know, that you've acquired from what people seem to think and, and putting stuff in a box, like putting Yeshua, putting the cross in a box and then it needs to be unwrapped. And so that's why sometimes I can go too far and think, well, that's, yeah, I don't know about that because it's just too Christianized. But it's there, it's historical, it's archaeological evidence. <laughs> what did you say? How goyish. I know. <laughs> so here's some words. So Tav is Mark. So the word, again, so Aleph meant like a thousand. Aleph can mean to teach. Tav, the letter Tav, when it's spelled out in a word, actually means Mark. Different from uh, Cain's mark, because Cain, it was a different word on Cain's head. This is a different mark, although it's the same mark in a way. But anyway, so that's Tav. Uh, perfection is another word, Tamim. Complete, Tamid. 
Torah, tefillah is prayer. So all those, all those words start with the tav. Tikkun, we, we spoke of last week, um, which is repairing. And uh, teshuvah, return, return to the Lord, which is often translated as, so incorrectly, as re- uh, repentance. Talmudim. Talmudim. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. Why is um, repentance an incorrect translation of teshuvah? Well, it's not necessarily incorrect, but when it, again, it's the Krishnaized understanding of, of repent, because really teshuva is to just is to turn, is to go back. So the understanding of what repentance is, oh, like speak, uh, right. what's I can't remember that scripture anymore. Um, confess Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. Or speak yeah. it with your mouth and speak it in your heart. Like that's repentance, but that's it's not repentance. Repentance is turning to what the Torah. You know, it's turning back to the Lord, but the Lord is the Torah. And so repentance just, you know, is kind of a little twist on what the truth of, of teshuva is. Does that make sense? So tav by itself is the sign of the covenant and is the signature of God. And um, I had something to read from the Talmud. That will be later. Okay. So now to Ezekiel. And, and so I tend to put yad vav which is the four-letter name of the Lord right here, in red, along with Aleph Tav in red, and although this is Tav, this isn't Aleph Tav, because it's the same thing, right? If Aleph Tav is Messiah, is Yeshua, and Yad Hei Vav Hei is, is, it's the same thing. So I see them almost as exactly the same. Um, so the Lord said to him, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark, set a Tav upon their head, of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that are done in the midst of it. So he told them to put a Tav on their head. So that, the time, would have been, I think this one. And you know what about this one? Right here. X marks the Spartans, right? Spartans, right? <laughs> you know when Jacob blessed Joseph's sons, he did this. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a tab. He was placing a tab over them. And whether the tab was like a cross or was, was like what the X looks like, but that's what he was doing. He was placing a mark. He was pl- placing the mark of the covenant. Because that's what the mark is all about. It's all about the covenant. He was placing that over them. This is the tab in ancient Hebrew. This is the cross, and this right here is is a nail. It's the vav. Okay, so it's the cross and the nail, and that's the mark that he put upon their foreheads. So there it is. Okay. So we shared about yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No. You said that. Vav is not really nail, right? It's it's hook. it's hook. Okay. Yes. I did look into that after you were after you said that to me, and you're right. I, I can't find anything in scripture that says Vav is a nail. Right. It seems to be translated as hook it's or some some sort of attaching yes. device. It's all about attaching. The Vav, this letter right here, is all about attaching, and we'll see that too. It really means and, and so in words, it hooks. It hooks words together. And in the tabernacle, the vav was what the hooks for the curtains, which held them all together. There was a hundred vavs, and it held the tabernacle together. Basically, it holds us together, right? Which is just like this. Yes. Um, did Yeshua said that the enemy, you know, something about, but he has no hook in me? Yes. Mm. I don't know what word that would have been in Greek. We'd have to look it in, look yeah. up in Greek and see what it was. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It was a scripture, do you know? Yeah, it's in um, John. 
something about the enemy. Yes, yeah, so the meter has been holding me towards the end before he says he's going to stop. So now I'm not going to be speaking too much longer and it's a little bit of a or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it's not translated in the right way. But yeah. I don't mean to take it off. No, yeah, it might not be translated. Well, in the sense that a vav holds a tabernacle together, and it's in the Lord's name, yod hey vav hey. So yes. it's it's holding His name together, yeah. and we'll see that name again too. The vav is such an amazing. It's an amazing letter. There's only four words that begin with a vav. Only four words. Wow. Every single, and I think two are names. Well, there's vav, which is the hook, mm-hmm. and then I think there are two names, and there might be one other word. It's, it's very few. But it's it's the mo- it's not the it's most Valerie. like Valerie. Yeah. Oh, this, that's one of the names. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it um, but it's all over the place because it's hooking sentences, so right. to speak. It's hooking scriptures together. It's hooking mm-hmm. words together. Mm-hmm. So laminin, which you probably heard of, we shared before about it. Laminin is like a protein in our body that kind of holds. It's like a glue that holds us together. And so as you can see, it looks like the letter. And this is from a this is from a textbook, and there's a lot of different textbook pictures that actually look just like this. And then there may be others that look slightly different, but it, it's just kind of neat, whether it really is or isn't. The Lord's in us, in through us, in our DNA, <coughs> everywhere. So it's just a blessing to see it compared like that. And so, for by Him, and this is about the Bible, and this is about the Tav, and the whole Hebrew alphabet. By Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, for him. He is before all things, because he's the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the end, and by him all things consist. So this, this laminin, so to speak, is holding all things together. The Vav held the tabernacle together. The Vav holds the scriptures together. They, it's not true, some people say, that every Torah scroll begins, like every column begins with a Vav. Some do. But it's, it's not the case that every single one does. But it's kind of a beautiful thing because the idea was the columns and the parchments, the sheets, they're knit together. And so they're like curtains. And they actually, it's the same word. The, the word that's used for the curtain tabernacle is the same word that's used for a piece of parchment in a Torah scroll. And it's knit together and it begins with a valve. So it's kind of hung by valves through the whole Torah scroll. Not everyone does that, but, but many do. So just kind of neat. Um, so here's what Aleph Tav looks like wow. in different iterations. So this was like Moses. Now it wasn't so beautifully written. It's very like straight and perfect. Uh, but God's mark. So God, Aleph, the ox, and then the word for mark. And the most recent that we see. Nice. So some things that it signifies, and there's so many more, but the strength of the covenant is the first one. Okay, And then Messiah. His blood, his covering, his redemption. Judgment and righteousness and the Urim and the Tumim. Urim, and that's from the, the, the breastplate and the, the pouch that um, that the Lord said to Aaron to put in. He had the two stones. And those begin with Aleph and Tav. So the Urim and the Tumim are Aleph Tav in themselves. And the judgment, the plate of judgment, the breastplate of judgment, when we hear about it later in Ephesians, it's called the breastplate of righteousness. It's the same thing. So when the Lord's judgment is actually going to be his righteousness, it is his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so the Aleph Tav is completion, perfection. So say that again, they called it the breastplate of judgment? Yes. Okay. Koshen Mishpat. So that's part of our armor. 
Exactly, because you're wearing that the armor is the priestly armor, right? Right. So you're wearing that thing. And that breast piece of judgment is really... It's interesting that it says it. It's clear in the Torah that it's the breast piece of righteousness. It's clear. It has to be. But then Paul says it, that it's the breast piece of righteousness. Yeah. And the Aleph and the Tav are in the pouch. So. And so Jewish, Jewish sages say, Aleph Tav, and this is them. This is for centuries. Aleph Tav encompasses everything that was created. So when we see Genesis 1, which we will, it's all about, it's the heavens and the earth. So it's encompassing everything. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you explain that about the pouch? You said what's in the pouch? The Urim and the Tumim. Okay. And the Urim is light, and the Tumim is perfection. Okay. So those two things, so that's an Aleph and a Tav. And do you guys know what that is? Oh, I think I, um, I think it's here. Okay. I think there's more. I think there's okay. a picture of the priestly right. garment. It's, it's a priestly garment. So the priestly garment, they had a breast piece, and that was called the breast piece of judgment. And then within that, there was a, there was a pouch, and they would put these two stones. And it was they were called the, the Urim, which is from Or, which begins with an Aleph, because we saw Or was light before. Yeah. And, and the Tumim was the other stone, and um, that begins with a Tav. And that's about perfection. So when you think about Yeshua, light and perfection, right? right. When you think about judgment, of the priest, of the Lord, judgment, because the breast piece was for him to carry. He had the children of Israel on his shoulders, right. and he had the children of Israel here, because he had the stones on his breast piece. Right. And he would go before the Lord to say, here they are, Lord, and, and he wanted so that they would be perfect, so yeah. that they would be atoned for. Always he had to remember, I didn't read the scripture lately, but to, to keep them constantly on your heart, constantly right. on your heart, the children of so, Israel. So when they needed an answer from the Lord, They don't really know. Oh. They have different, like, yeah. like in the Talmud and in different writings, they have different ideas, and some of it is about lighting up, or like, like the letters, because the tribes, I believe, were written in Hebrew on each, each stone, you know? Yeah. So they say some of the letters on each stone would light up to spell out something, and, but nobody really knows. There's nothing in Torah to say anything more about it, except where it's, where it's mentioned in the priest of God. It's a divine magic ball. Yeah, that's what it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's how they was, explain it. Calling on the right top. Yeah. The yeah. And there's there's a few other instances. I forget exactly where they are, but I looked at them when we were in that Torah portion. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember, but in other books besides the Torah, but they're very vague. Like it just says, and we, you know, they mentioned them, and then they had an answer, but it doesn't say anything more. So. It right. says in the writings, in the rabbinic writings, but. King David, you see King David asking the Lord, Lord, should I go to battle? Yes yeah. or no? Or, or, you know, the yes or no, or wait, or whatever it is. That was yeah. him going to the priests asking for an answer, and they would use the Lord to give the answer. Right. Yep. So, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. That's what it is. All right. Okay. So, the Aleph Tav, if you put a men, this is a men in the middle. That's MS, which is truth. So you have the Aleph Tav, and then you have the middle letter, as middle as you can get with 22 letters, but the middle letter is, is, is Mem for MS, which is the seal of truth. Now, and then, of course, the, the Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, a lot of things might seem like coincidence or not. You know, he's calling himself the truth, and he is the truth. And so, not, 
That's right. And so from the Talmud, and it's always amazing when you see Yeshua in the Talmud or in any Jewish writings from centuries ago, and this is going back quite some time. So it says, the last letter represents consummation, completion, returning to Allah. In Jewish tradition, seal of creation and truth, essence of a thing is determined in the end. Okay, so the beginning is the Aleph, the end is the Tav, and it's saying that the essence of the thing, and it explains a little bit more about that, but the essence of a thing is determined in the end. Okay, so it states in the Talmud that the letter Tav represents the word Emet, meaning truth. The reason Emet is represented by its last letter, Tav, and not its first letter, is the essence of truth is determined at the end of a journey or passage, not at the beginning. And you think you're, you're in a situation that's really tough, difficult, you know that if you could see the end, it would be much easier to, to deal with in the moment. When you get to the end, then you can look back and say, ah, right? And, and, and you, you have a totally different perspective because now it's done, it's complete, there's consummation of the thing. And you may only really, really understand in part what happened, but you have a much different idea now, even if it was really horrific. We'll laugh about this yeah, exactly, and, and, and you do, you know, and you, and you can see, you can see the beginning now because now you're at the end. So that's kind of the idea of what they're saying about the whole alphabet from the beginning to the end. Um, often when we begin something, the truth of the matter does not seem attractive. Only upon seeing the outcome do we appreciate the path of truth as the only way to travel. And so it says, this is the reason for using the tab to signify truth. The letter tab represents humankind's ultimate decision the culmination of our design service to perfect the world, which is all about the Torah. It's all, the Jewish tradition is to do mitzvah, to, to follow the Torah, to perfect the world, to bring heaven, right, to earth. And we pray that as, as uh, on earth as in heaven. And so, and this truth will be unveiled in the final stages of the coming of Mashiach. So they're, they're linking the mark, the tal, with, with Messiah. Furthermore, it says, the Talmud states, the signature of God is the word emet. So they're saying this is the signature of God is emet, which is, which is truth, which is aleph mem tav. Just as every artist puts his signature on his paintings, God embeds his signature in the universe and his creation. Sorry. No, you have something no, to say? Just, no, all right, all right. There's a, there's a little more from the Talmud in, in, a, in a minute too. Okay, so in the beginning, and we're going to go to the beginning a few times because there's so much in the beginning. I used to think that Genesis 1 to 4 was like everything, and that's all you really needed to know. But really, it's, it's this one verse. That everything is in this one verse. And we're not going to look at everything in the verse, but it's amazing. Um, so in the beginning, Elohim created Aleph Tav, the heavens, and, and um, Aleph Tav, the earth. And of course, it parallels with, in the beginning was, and I put these Aleph Tavs there in some Hebrew scriptures, of, of the New Testament, they will appear, others they don't, or one does, but it wasn't written in, we don't have, it was written in Hebrew, I believe, but we don't have any manuscripts from then. So in the beginning was Aleph Tav the Word, and Aleph Tav the Word was with God, and Aleph Tav the Word was God. And so, this is, this is again from the Talmud. In Hebrew, the use of the Aleph Tav to mark this is a grand grammatical thing. But I want to read the quote because this comes from the sages. Um, it's used to mark the accusative case which has to do with the direct object of a sentence. So we'll talk about that. It's never ambiguous because it is empty of meaning, meaning they don't believe, 
supposedly, that there's any meaning to the Aleph Tav itself. It's just there to be a, a grammatical thing, a grammatical marker. It's silent. Some don't even say it. It stands only as a mark of the grammatical relation between verb and object. Despite this silence, or perhaps because of it, many rabbis of the Talmud, especially these two rabbis, one is Akiva, which you may have heard of him. He's in a lot, there's all over the web, a lot of writings about him and what he wrote. He lived from 40 to 137, this millennium, okay? Leading contributor, he was leading contributor to the Talmud. So this Rabbi Akiva viewed the Aleph as a sign of an invitation to amplification. So even others thought, well, now this doesn't, and still today, they think, now it doesn't have any meaning. He believed that it did because they believe that everything can have meaning because it's the Lord that's writing the thing. And so in Talmud, and, and, yeah, the Lord doesn't do anything. No, absolutely not. It makes no sense that it wouldn't be for anything, you know. Yeah. In Talmudic thought, wherever there is room for implication, there is invitation to see the sign of a divine intention, a secret or unwritten meaning. Okay, and that's how we're seeing Aleph Just, just the way he just said it. Um, his teacher, who attempted to explain every occurrence of Aleph although I don't know that it's in a writing that we can actually see. I've seen a little bit, but not a whole lot. Um, and which is so amazing because Jewish rabbis study everything, you know? All over the world, all different like sects of Judaism, they're studying all these little minutia of scripture, and yet this one is so overlooked. And so like, it's almost like um, Isaiah 53, and, and different things that the Jewish teaching has put aside sort of because it sparks of Christianity or sparks of, of Yeshua, you know? And, and so maybe that's kind of why, or it's still hidden because eyes are not open to see, you know, Messiah in those two letters, but it's so all over the place, and I mean, they write about it, you know, but it's still hidden, hence Aleph Tav revealed, they reveal more and more, and when Aleph Tav is revealed, he's being revealed in us, you know, I mean, that's on so many different, different levels. Um, so he believes, Akiva believed, that every occurrence of Aleph Tav is meant to indicate the presence of the divine hand, of the divine hand, so... That, that just floored me. And your shoe is at the right hand. And he is. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, cool, yeah. eh? Yeah. Hey. All right. So, one thing also they believe, and this is, I've read from like the sages as well, so Aleph Tav, the heavens, means everything about the heavens, all of it. And then Aleph Tav, the earth, is everything about the earth, so it encompasses all of creation, every piece. It encompasses every word of creation because everything has a name. So the Lord named it, or, or he told Adam to name the animals. You know, so everything has a name. So Aleph to Tav, and Aleph Tav itself encompasses everything. Yes. As well. Yes. Yep. Use the word flesh, like put that in. Or 
No, absolutely. The word, the Torah, it's all the same. Right. It's everything. Uh, okay, so just a few little numbers. Oh, so, cool. Al Tab appears approximately, approximately. 11,870 times. I think oh. it is. You know why? I don't want to err. I don't want to say, I don't even want to give a, a wrong, even if it's just a couple numbers off. It yeah. just freaks me out. So, it's about that many times. It appears all over scriptures, all the Hebrew scriptures, from, from Genesis to Malachi or Chronicles, however you want to end. Hebrew scriptures. Um, 2,800 times or so, it occurs with yod heh vav in the same, with Yahweh in the same scripture, which is kind of, it's, it's kind of interesting. A lot of times, it appears together. So it's Aleph Tav, yod heh vav together. A lot of times. Um, and yod heh vav appears about 6,000 times in all of Hebrew scripture. Okay. So because I've gotten into counting lately, I just, just to give you an idea of how many there are, there's, there's these numbers in these Torah portions. And it probably doesn't mean anything. Approximately. Approximately. Yeah, except this one. This one I had to know. This is the one of the 50 pieces of the uh, tabernacle. Yeah. So that one I know. And this one being the longest because we'll, we'll see the direct object thing in a minute. But you figure if there's more text, right, if it's a longer book, longer chapter, there's going to be more if it's a grammatical thing, then it just makes sense that there's going to be more, right? But this is the longest Torah portion. And I haven't counted every single Torah portion, but um, this is longer than that. And this is a shorter. So just to give you an idea of, of what may appear. And, and what I printed out, or what Judy printed out, that has all the Aleph Tav, so it'll give you more of an idea when you go home to check them out and see you know, where they appear, what words they're connected to. And how strategically, in Ruth and Job, you'll see how strategically they're placed. Because there are very few. And even in Genesis 1. They're not wasted, because the Lord doesn't waste anything. Okay, so, that's right. <laughs> and Esther. Did I do Esther? Oh, no, I have a slide for Esther. So, what they say is, they, that it's a grammatical marker. And so, I pet the dog, right? So, grammar, verb, I'm the subject, and the dog is the direct object. So when you say Aleph Tav dog, exactly. So when you say um, uh, in the beginning, I can't do it in English now. In the beginning, (laughs) created the Lord Aleph Tav heavens, right? So it's like the direct object. He created what the heavens. So that's where they're getting that from, okay? But oh, there's the dog I had. (laughs) (laughs) And you see her heart. I made sure that she had her heart. That's Aleph Tav. That's Aleph Tav. Yep. And so, but Yeshua is the direct object. Right, he's the direct object of, of everything. Nice segue. And so, Abby. Yeah. Nice. And so, in Isaiah, I am He. This is the Lord. I am the first. I also am the last. And then all things hang together because in Colossians, in all things, He holds it together. Right. Okay. So, doesn't make any sense to me that it's the direct object. After going through scripture after scripture and seeing them all through the Torah portions and really, especially this year, really reading through every Torah portion and seeing where they appear and going through Ruth and Job and um, Genesis 1, all that, it, it just doesn't even make any sense. It's just, it's so strategically perfectly placed. That is a perfect heart between her Isn't and it arms. crazy? Yeah. I turned around one day and I, and I saw it and I grabbed my phone. Yeah, yeah it's the top. Good. I know. That was perfect. That's awesome. I know. Yeah, it's the best. She couldn't have posed for that if she wanted to. No, she couldn't have. A lot of times she has narrow hearts, but there's always a heart. Depends how she plays. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> so, again, just an example. In Job, and you have this uh, 40 chapters, so it's a long book. 
there are, in these chapters, four through 11, in, in one through three, there are, there are um, maybe seven or eight, I forget, but you have them. And it'll show you exactly where they are. They're before Job's name quite often. Um, because, you know, it, it's about the covering. When you see Aleph Tav and then the name, it's always about the covering. It's always about redemption. Yes, it can be about judgment in, in the instance, but remember that judgment is, is righteousness. Judgment becomes righteousness because he's our righteousness. Okay, so, so yes, you're gonna, the, the word Aleftah will appear before names or situations where, where it looks like it should be judged in our idea of what judgment really is. But it's, it's the Lord's idea of judgment, not ours. Um, and so the whole book, 40 chapters, is only 42 Aleftahs. In that one Torah portion with the, the tabernacle pieces is 110. So that's like three or four chapters and 40 chapters. So that's just to say that it doesn't make any sense that they're there for any kind of grammatical reason other than that the Lord placed them there to be seen. Mm -hmm. you know? I have a question, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, are there places in scripture that you would think there would be for grammatical purposes in Olive Tav and it's just not there? Like have you ever seen like, you know, I'm gonna do this to what, to this, now? All the time. But there's no Alatov there at all? Yeah, I mean, in the sense that in those 40 chapters, there's plenty of places where it would make sense. If, is that what you mean? Like, Correct. If it was just a grammatical marker, right. absolutely, it should yeah. be there. Okay. Yeah, because you, you can't go through that much text okay. and not, and not okay. have. I've looked for it, too. Okay. I've done go that. For. I've been looking for Alatovs, you know. Looking. Yeah, yep. Some of them I don't find. Them. Yeah, mm. no, and right, exactly. There's so many places where if it was grammatical market, they should be. It should be there, okay. And, and sometimes, like, if I'm reading in English and I go, to, and I'm like, oh, I know there's an alatav there. And oftentimes there is, because you get a feel. It's like, it's funny, you just get a feel like, oh, there's one there. But sometimes I'm wrong. And, and it could appear, well, I'm quite often wrong, but <laughs> I mean, in that no. sense, because sometimes, well, you think it would be here, but it's not. For, not because there's not a covering and there's not his blood and all that there. It's just that he chose to put it here. If you put it everywhere, like in Greek, there's something similar to Aleph Tav, and I mentioned before, but it, it's, it's like all over the place. It's like thousands, 20,000 of them. And you figure that the New Testament is much smaller than, than the Old Testament. So they're using it in a different way. Um, and so at first I'm like, oh look, it appears before Yeshua here and here and here, and then it appears everywhere. So if, if that the, was the way the, the Torah or, or the Hebrew scriptures overall were written, it would have no meaning. You know, it would just be another word, just like it is in Greek, unfortunately. It's a marker that's not marking it. Yeah, ex exactly. It's not. There's just too much of it. And so the Lord places it where he chooses to place it for a reason. And, and I think really so that we would see that, well, it, it's, it does mean something, you know. So back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, we created Aleph Tav, the heavens, and this is this is the Vav again. So we had the Aleph with the ladder, Jacob's Jacob's ladder that was Yeshua, basically, who is the ladder. And this is, the Vav has to do with, with uh, man. It's the number six, carbon is six, so so the number six, 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 you know, it relates, it relates to man. And then Aleph Tav being the Lord. So this is like Yeshua who was pierced, because Though this is not a nail, so to speak, this is a hook, and this is what we know of. Like in Yod Hey Vav Hey, it's the hook. So in Genesis 1:1, 1, 1, you're seeing the creation, but you're seeing that the Lord was pierced here from the beginning. Okay. Because then you see this. And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me. There's no word for Aleph Tav. There's no word for me in that scripture. Oh, there are right, words for right, me. Right, right, right. 
There are words for you. And we'll look on all of Olive top. That's Get all it out says. Again. Really? Yeah. Look on. Yeah. <laughs> I've known that because there's other English translations that it says look upon me concerning whom they have pierced. There's different ways of doing this in the English. And I, I remember that I did not know that this actually an Olive It's top just there. an Olive So now, now it's a direct yeah. object object marker. Yeah. So there's no That's noun after that. There's no noun. Now, there's a whom that might be Asher, but um, you know, like like what Asher is like what or who. Right, right, right. It, that right. might be there, but there's no other word. It, it's it's just Aleph Tav. It's it's translated wow. as me, but it's it's just Aleph Tav. That happens in other places as wow. well. That's so great. pretty neat. So they will look yeah. upon Aleph Tav when they are pierced. So back to pierced. So and then it says this: For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. <laughs> and again, another scripture says they shall look on him who they pierced. Okay. So if you go back here, again, so the, the man, the, the Lord who was pierced, the yeah. man who was pierced, the Lord, right? Aleph yeah. Tav, they will look upon Aleph Tav. Wow. And repeat it, and Yeshua himself repeats yeah. the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, and then Can again. Back to the bone again. Look. I'm sorry? Yeah, the bone? The yeah. Okay, so this is what. Who said this? Yeshua. Yeshua. Oh, I'm sorry. Did he? No, it was. It was. It's. It's John writing. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's John. Yes. Yes. The the prophecy fulfilled. Okay. Yeah. Going back to Zechariah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it goes back again. So, behold, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. And then he says, John, I am uh, the Lord. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the Alpha, Tav, the beginning and end. Okay, so it's linked completely. Oh, wow. Okay, so if you go, again, if you go back here, it's linked right there, right? In Genesis 1. If you go here, and then there, and then to Revelation. So, cool? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, very cool. Wow. Ah, and then, behold my hands and my feet, says Yeshua. Then said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hands here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas behold says, the, the Lord, yeah, behold the hand. Thomas says, behold the Lord, my God, right? So this is, I don't know if you're, I think you must all pretty much be familiar with little. So this is the Yod, which is, this is Yod, yod Hey, Bab, Hey, the name of the Lord. Um, so the first letter is, is a hand, a Yod is a hand, like the working hand of the Lord. It's not the palm, it's the hand, it's the working hand of the Lord. And then Hey is behold, look. And um, then the Vav, I have now, um, but is hook, you know, and then behold again. So behold the hand, below, behold the nail. Okay. And this is it in ancient Hebrew, where you can see the hand better. And then this is the hook, and that's why it looks like that. And these are the the haze. This is a hay. Hay has to do with breath. So Yahweh is about the breath. Okay? Mm. So again, it all goes back to that, really. But then some more. So in, in Genesis 1 1, there are, we're in the year 5774, is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So. I think. I look today. It is. I have yep. it in my head. It All right. So, you. you have in, in, in Hebrew, 
And that's why I have the English together, because you have seven words in Hebrew. Seven means a whole lot, right? So the fourth, Aleph, the fourth word is Aleph Tav. And if you look at it as 4,000 years as the fourth word, because remember the Aleph is related to 1,000, and a day is like 1,000, right? 4,000 years is when... Um, <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yes. I just lost my. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. That's right. I don't know where I just went. I went somewhere. Yes. 4,000 years. <laughs> I went somewhere. It's when he was on the earth. Okay. 4,000 years from back. 6,000 years is the sixth day. So it's believed that the sixth day, we're in 5774. So that's why we, we do believe that we're approaching the end of time. We're approaching the 6,000th year. So if you look at it, not only you had the va'et, which is the pierced board, right? Which we saw just before, right here. This is the, the man God pierced for us, for our salvation. On that same, they will look upon me. In that day, they will look yes. upon me whom they have pierced, because that's yes. what it says. Okay? Does yes. that make sense? Mm -hmm. I went where yes. I went, and I like, lost where I was. Another cool thing, there are six Alephs in that verse. Six related to 6,000 or related to, to man. They're in, they're in yellow and red. So there's six mm -hmm. in that one. And in Hebrew, every single letter is so important. So there's a reason why there's six Alephs there. It's not just because that's how you spell the words. You know, mm -hmm. The Lord created the whole thing. So pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, and there it is from Psalm 90,000 years like a day in your sight. And this is so important. It's declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. So in this verse, he's declaring everything. He declares everything from the beginning. We know that. You know? But when you see it, when you see it kind of spelled out in little ways that we can see, you know, because there's so many more ways that we can see, but just little, little bits. It's a beautiful thing. And again, so that they will look upon Aleftah, whom they have pierced, at the end of the sixth day. Okay. And again, but look, so they're looking at the sixth and the, you know, the pierced is right there. Okay. So, and behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren Alatav, a Midianitish woman, in the sight of Moses, and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel, who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle because there was a plague and they were worshiping other gods and they were fornicating and stuff. So, Aleph Tav is, is in front of, of the woman, covering the woman. And when Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, <coughs> he rose up from among the congregation, and he took a javelin, which is actually a vav. It's the word, it's the word for vav. Okay. In his hand. And he went after the men of Israel into the tent and thrust Aleph Tav, covering both of them, through the Aleph Tav, the men of Israel, Aleph Tav, the woman, through her belly. So Aleph Tav appearing before each one, covering them, redeeming them, even though they're being pierced in the moment, 
to being redeemed. That was one of the first times it was noted about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, wow. It. Yeah, oh. yeah. All of that's how one of the places. The yeah. man, all of how the woman, like he's in between. Like you get this, like you know, he's in between. Yep. Yeah. He's. Yeah, exactly. Now look, I mean, if you read the scripture above, they could be an Aleph Tav before Javelin because he took what? The Javelin, you know, but it's not there. Right, right, right. So just, just an example. Yeah. But it's three times in that one scripture. Right. Right. So the Lord says, and is taken away, Aleph Tav, my wrath from the sons of Israel and my jealousy in my Aleph Tav jealousy that I do not consume Aleph Tav children of Israel in my jealousy. So he gives him an Alatav covenant of peace because he acted in love. And then there's a broken vow, and it's just kind of neat to mention right here. That's right. In scripture, yeah, in scrolls, they write, this is Shalom. This wedding shalom. And the vav is in, is, in, is in that word. And in, in Torah scrolls, it's become common to do. They take a little marking tool, like a little, they don't use metal. I forget what, what thing that they use on a Torah scroll because they won't use certain devices, instruments on them, but they break the vav because they have different reasons why they break the vav. But it seems that Yeshua who was broken for us, you know, he is our peace and, and he's restoring that. So he's restoring, he's the vav restorer basically and he will restore perfect peace. But it's, it's just kind of neat. That's the only place in a Torah scroll where there's a letter that has like an era, so to speak, because every letter has to be perfect. So only in the scripture right here? Yes, the only one. And only in that word? In only, only in that word, word, just in Shalom. Yep, Shalom. It's just in Shalom. Mm-hmm. The covenant Wow. Yeah. There are, and I yeah. sometimes get this number wrong, but it's, it's uh, 304, 805,000 letters in, in a Torah scroll. I believe that's correct. Every single Torah scroll has to have the same number of letters, or it's not a real Torah scroll. Every book form in Hebrew also has to have the same exact number of letters. Everything, every Hebrew form, every Torah scroll has exactly the same alphabet. Everything has to be perfect. How many? 304,805. 304,805, I think. That's all? Yep. What's that? The scribe has to be very careful, yeah, when he would would write his writing in Torah scroll. Yeah. Has to be perfect. It should be perfect. It's the Lord's it's the Lord's word. And it's so beautiful because you call them stiff necked Jews and I say this a lot, but it's it's beautiful that they were stiff necked Jews because they were they, they did it. They maintain, I mean, the Lord used them to do that, to maintain his word so that we would have it in its original to best yes. that we can have original form. And even that we can pronounce it to the best that we can because they had, everything was oral. So the Hebrew that we know, yeah, it might not be perfectly what Moses spoke, or, but it's close because they kept it. They kept it alive because he has a remnant. He always has a remnant, you know. So, yes. They, they have to pray every letter, too, do they? They, they? they pray before they write the name of the Lord. They they say oh. they, I'm about to write the sacred name. They say something like that, and then they write the four-letter name of the Lord. If they make a mistake, they have to rip out. Well, they don't have it probably sewn yet, but they have to take that piece, and it has to be. Um, I think if they bury or burn, I think they bury. I think bury. Yeah, I think they bury, and then they have to start over. If they make a mistake on another word. 
they can they can scratch it off with a special tool and then they can rewrite it but you can't oh they can put a little piece of skin over it um, like white out skin out you know but um, yeah but the sacred name of the Lord they have to take that page out if they make that parchment out if they make a mistake so one more time with Genesis 1 so again there's seven words so it's it's very clear and it also relates to to a menorah the fourth word being the fourth is the door right Dalit is the door Yeshua is the door the fourth the, the fourth candle is a um, is a servant candle okay? and so Yeshua being Aleph Tav in the middle Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. Now granted, that menorah doesn't look like what they, the Lord instructed them to make in, in the wilderness, um, but there certainly were seven lamps, and Aleph Tav is certainly Yeshua, and the, and the servant candle is him. The only time Aleph Tav light appears in scripture is right here, is in Genesis 1-1. God saw Aleph Tav the light, that it was good, and God divided light from darkness. It's just kind of neat that it's the only time Aleph Tav light appears. Okay? And of course, that was the true light, which lights every man that comes into the world. So Yeshua is that Aleph Tav light. Only one. And there's only one. So maybe that's why there was only one Aleph Tav light written in scripture. And so I'm not going to read this. You've seen it. But it's cool to see it again. So that was one Torah portion a few back. 18 octaves in, in this section all about the tabernacle. And then the 50 of them, every little piece, every little piece of you covered. Now if you see all these, and then you look at like even that one scripture about um, Pincus and the scripture before it, there could have been an octave and there wasn't. So it's just... It's just cool to start to see that, well, look at all those. Why are they all there as opposed to when I look at Job? And there are none. Chapter after eight chapters, there's not a one. So Ruth, four chapters. Kind of cool where the placement is. And you have this to take home with you. You can check out where they all are. Um, the first time, oh, this isn't even Ruth's name yet. So Boaz says, Blessed be you of Aleph Tav, the Lord. So this is that case where it says Aleph Tav and then yod heh vav heh together, okay, which often occurs. Oh. And then Naomi, for the first time, she mentions her daughter before. Aleph Tav did not appear before daughter or daughter-in-law, um, but now it does. So what now, Aleph Tav, my daughter? She had come from Boaz, okay, so now it becomes Aleph Tav, my daughter. Not that she wasn't before, but now something's changed, and the Lord is showing that something's changed. And that's the first time Ruth. Did you go back to that? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Nope. Did I go forward? I go back. There I go. <laughs> so blessed, blessed, blessed be you about the top of the Lord. Are you speaking to who here? He's speaking to Ruth. I'm sorry. Yes. Right. more kindness in the life. Right. Speaking to Naomi, the way you sort of. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so more I also take, and this is when he's telling the people, since the redeemer from the family said no, and he says, moreover, I take Aleph Ruth, the wife of Malan, and when I say as my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. Okay. 
Esther, there's 128 Alephs in 10, yeah, 10 chapters. So he brought up Alephtav Hadassah, and I believe that's the first time Esther is mentioned. That's Esther in Hebrew. And then just to give you an idea, so there's Alephtav Vashti, which Val was surprised. <laughs> right? <laughs> Alephtav are people, Alephtav are kindred, referring to Esther's people and kindred. Alephtav Mordecai, Alephtav, uh, Alephtav Haman. 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 And that song, it just came back to me. And Alephtav. <laughs> The Book of Records, and the Book of Records is where um, the king read about Mordecai, right? right? So, and that was an Aleph right. So, pretty neat. Those, and those are Persian record books. Yeah, yes. So who would have thought? Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so these I borrowed from um, the Aleph scripture guy, Bill Sanford is his name. He does some really beautiful, um, Pictures and stuff with scriptures. So, so just just to read them. He's it's it's a website. I'll send you this whole PowerPoint, and you'll see him. And he, and he wants people to share them. He's got like hundreds of all top scriptures like this. Yeah, he's got these on to Yeah, there are. There's yeah, yeah, yep. Um, there, yeah, there is a remnant, and it is a remnant. You know, there's El Shaddai Ministries. Uh, Mike, Mark. Uh, yeah, that one built, got a lot of great teachings um, on Aleph and stuff. Well, on, on, on Hebrew itself, on the letters. Um, yeah, uh, but you'll see it. I'll send you the link to the Aleph Tav scripture guide. This looks like that could be a picture. How many Aleph Tav do you find? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, good oh, thing. Oh, yes, one! I have one. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's neat. Does somebody want to read them? Read that one? Yeah. Somebody read it. And made, and made Elohim Aleph-Tav two great lights, the greater Aleph-Tav light to rule the day, Aleph-Tav and the, and the lesser light to rule the night, Aleph-Tav and the stars. Yeah. Can you read that? I don't know if, somebody, if you really want to see the And then 
and they put oil on it. And he puts oil on it, which is what she asked. Yeah. Yeah, it's what she asked. It's annoying to me to be pushed back. So he puts like the Moshiach on the stone, and he puts the Lord's stone. And then it says, therefore, says the Lord, hold thy life, Zion, a stone which is in heaven, in the um, Hebrew, it is heaven, for foundation, a test of stone, again, heaven, a precious heart of stone, a sure foundation, for who believes will not act easily. So, linking Alatar with that stone, which then again appears in Psalm 118, that's where Matthew took it from. Having never read the scriptures, the stone, heaven, which the builders rejected. Chief cornerstone, this was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous. Mm-hmm. All from Jacob. And Joseph. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers, and they stripped Alatab Joseph of his Alatab coat, the Alatab coat of many colors that was on him. Joseph is Alatabs all over the place, all over those tar portions, because he's representation of, of the Messiah. I will stretch out my olive top hand and strike olive top Egypt with all my wonders. The Lord said to Moses, Come to Pharaoh, for I have hardened olive top his heart. That blows my mind that he hardened olive top his heart. And the olive top heart of his servants, in order that I may place these signs back to the sign that was on Cain. It's an oat of mine in his midst. And the blood shall be to you for a sign. And this way it's, it's loped, so it's, it's an olive tav, uh, for a sign upon the houses we are. And when I see olive tav, the blood, I will pass over you. And he says to Noah, and it begins with olive tav. I didn't notice that before, but I was reading this list this week. I was like, oh, it actually, the scripture begins, olive tav, my rainbow, I set in the cloud. It kind of is like that in Hebrew. I think I wrote it in English so that it, it reflects, because Hebrew is, you'd think if Hebrew was backwards, because it starts with a verb, like in, in um, created, it'll say like bara Elohim. Bara is create. I'm back to Genesis. In the beginning, God created. In Hebrew it says, Bereshit, which is beginning, created God. So the, the verb, the action is always first. This case was a little different because the Alatab was first, and then the rainbow that he set in the cloud. So I'll have my rainbow, and it shall be for, again, a sign. Every time I see a rainbow, I think of that, the olive top in the sky. And you know what about this sign is? So this is the olive on the top, and the bob is in the middle. Remember the hook. The hook is in the middle of the sign, which is kind of interesting. This is a little blurry, so don't be worried. It's not your eyes. Yeah, that's the way it was. But it, it, it's just really neat. So this is... Um, this is oat. Well, yeah, I forgot this was here. This is this. So, alabatal, so it's a sign. Okay? And then this is the, um, the Hebrew pictures of a sign. So, you can look at it as the head, the Lord. Again, Aleph is always the Lord. This right here always represents the Lord. So, the, they have the leader nailed, hooked, whatever you want to say, to the sign, the cross, the covenant. Okay? And oath. Oh, it's written there in English, too. <laughs> so, okay? sign to us. Stand still and see after salvation, which is salvation is Yeshua, or here it's Yeshu. Yeah, that was Yeshua. They just spelled it kind of funny. Of the Lord. The Lord says to Moses, stretch out after your hand over the sea, that the waters may return upon, which was Shuv. We shared this before too. It's, it's that turn. 
it's related to that repentance, Teshuvah, upon their chariots and upon the horsemen. And the Lord overthrew, and it says shook, Alephtab, the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, covering them, cleansing them. Yeah. Just have this vision of like, Yish, like all the Egyptians underwater, you know, flailing all over the place, dying as Yeshua flailing. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what this totally shows me that he was flailing around there with them, covered in the water. Yeah. And all the people answered together, Chad, which is, which is one. Chad is one. Okay, so this says, all the people answered as if they are one and said, and this is about receiving the Torah from Mount Sinai. All the Lord, Aleph Tab, has spoken, we will do. And Moses reported the Aleph Tab words of the people to the Lord. And I often think, now they said all, we're going to do it all. You know, and they don't. But they said, all you say we're going to do. They don't do it. But when Moses speaks it to the Lord, it was the Aleph Tab words. Because he heard Yeshua saying, I'm going to do it, not the people. And I have manifested your name, says, says Yeshua, to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept Aleph your word, because he kept the word. So I just relate those two scriptures together, because the Lord heard Yeshua say, I'll do it. All you say, I'm going to do. Moses came and told the people, Aleph all the words of the Lord, and Aleph all the judgments, and all the people answered with one echad voice. And again says, all the words that the Lord has said we will do. And so, right after, Moses took the olive tab blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. Because okay, he was going to do all those words for us. And he will put olive tab, the mercy seat, on top of the ark, the atonement cover. Oh, there's the Urim and the Thumim. The, the, the atonement cover, the place of salvation, of redemption, of mercy, put off top there, and that's where I'll meet with you. So here's the, the high priest. So here is this rest piece, and then within there is the pouch, the Urim and the Thumim. So... The Lord says, and you shall put in the breast piece of judgment, Aleph Tav, the Urim, again, which is lights. So the Urim is lights. And Aleph Tav, the Tumim, which is perfection, is complete. So Yeshua being the light of the world, being complete and perfect because he followed the entire Torah and did it perfectly. And they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. And Aaron shall carry Aleph Tav, the judgment of the sons of Israel, over his heart before the Lord. And this is why I say he's carrying Aleph Tav, the righteousness. <coughs> Therefore, you shall keep the children of Israel Aleph Tav Shabbat to observe Aleph Tav Shabbat throughout all their generations for a perpetual covenant. There's that one of the Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You have not let me know Aleph Tav, whom you will send with me says Moses to the Lord. Which is pretty neat, because right after that, I believe, shortly thereafter, he says, and I will raise up a prophet, I think. Yeah. That's where that is. So he's asking, you did not tell me Aleph Tav will go, but then the Lord says, and I will raise up a prophet, who's Yeshua. Go to the altar and offer Aleph Tav, your sin offering. Oh, and I think from this week's Torah portion, 
I love to have these shall you eat, whatever has fins and scales in the waters. I don't know why that keeps them moving, because my hand does. It's interesting, because you, know, you said before, rather <coughs> an object marker, yeah. then these would be the thing that's marked, you know, hollow top these. Yeah. It doesn't even make any sense. Right. You'll see that a lot with these, because like these are the words um, referring to the words of the Torah, referring to the words of the Lord. So yeah. that, that actually does happen quite often. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. The one before that, so something like that. That one? Um, no, the one before. Yeah. That no, one. Yeah, you know, and I don't think there's a... I gotta look to see what the, I don't, I don't, there's nothing there. See, sometimes they will translate Aleph Tav into like a pronoun like that, yeah. like they did before. Sometimes there's both. But yeah, here I, I'd have to look, I forget. If there's anything else in that sentence to suggest or anything. Yeah. Oh no, it's used quite a lot. Yep. Yeah, it's it's used. Yeah, and, and times when you wouldn't expect it, Pharaoh uses it. He says, "I don't know Aleph Tav the Lord." A few times. Um, so you wouldn't expect Pharaoh to use it necessarily. But yeah, it's 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 used oftentimes by the Lord, but oftentimes by anyone who is speaking in Scripture. Yes. Right, exactly, and that's how I read it too, because I get a little perplexed. I'm like, well, why would Pharaoh have said, I don't know Aleph Tav the Lord? Yeah. He wouldn't, because yeah. he didn't know him. Yeah, but, but yeah, I do believe like it's the Lord, because the Lord wrote the Torah, you know, so it's, yeah. it's his words, right. and it's the words that he wants to be spoken. Because he's, he's, no. <laughs> he's what? He's the Lord. Yes. Because, you know, it says that he's gods, but there's only one God. So then, why are they gods? Well, that's because that's who other people are like. It's like unto men, gods, but it's not. It's one God. Right. So, yeah. so that's the Aleph Tav God, and those are fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, oh. neat. It's an offering. The fish. Yeah, read it. And covering the priest who is Yamashia, yep. his olive top, and who is consecrated full, olive top his hand to be priest in his father's stead, shall put on the olive top linen garments, garments, even the holy garments. Yeah. Who is Yamashia? Yeah, Yamashia. Is right here. Yeah. So Yah is a simple name of the Lord. Just, just even the Yud by itself, but Yud with Hey is a simple name of the Lord, Yah. Um, but here, they simply add, the Lord simply added the Yud, that one little letter in front of Mashiach, to make Yah Mashiach. One of the letters spells Yeshua in Yah Mashiach. I'm sorry? I think I've seen Yeshua spelled in Hebrew that second letter from the left. Three. Yes, um, Yeshua is right. That's the second letter. Yeah, exactly. So Yeshua is, is spelled with the 
in your face, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It is. Why not? It's beautiful. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. All right. And in the 15th day of the seventh yes. month, it's a sukkah. Um, you will keep out of top a feast to the Lord. So this is about um, Sukkot. I love the Balaam stuff because it's a donkey in the story. Mm-hmm. So Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond Alephtab, the command of the Lord, pay his mouth. So it's, it's, it's related to command of the Lord my God to do less or more. Interesting that he calls him the Lord my God, number one. But also, like what, what you said before, would a, um, you know, why would somebody else use, like Pharaoh said, I do not know Alephtab the Lord. And when I first saw that, <clears throat> I was like, well, why would he say that? But we were just talking about that one when you were out of the room for a moment. Um, that the Lord is the one that wrote, you know, the Torah, and he's going to speak it the way he speaks right. it. You know, so here, again, I would say, hmm, interesting that hmm. he said, you know, Balaam said, I can't go out of Alephtab the command of the Lord. Uh-huh. I can't. And he couldn't. We know that. And so he opened the Lord, opened the Lord, Alephtab the mouth of the donkey, which is so beautiful. Because he spoke, he spoke truth, the donkey. Then the angel of the Lord says, go with the men, but speak only Alephtab the word that I speak to you. And we know that he did. How goodly are your tents, Jacob. Um, oh, that there was such a heart in them that they would fear. Again, that was another place where it's Alephtab with the little, with the yod, right? Mm-hmm. When a word ends with the yod, it usually means my. Mine? Mine. Right, it has to do with me. It has to do with anoki is is like I am. Anoki. So it's as an E sound at the end. So when you are, um, this Torah portion is Shemini. I forget actually what that means right now. Eight. Oh, eight. Yes. Um, so but usually when, I, so that doesn't really mean my, I don't think. But when, when a word ends with that I sound, the E sound, then it's it's usually related to, to my. And so, or in this case, me. So it's alatav yod. Very similar to Aleph Tav Vav, right? Right, right, right. And keep Aleph Tav all my commandments always. And from Joshua. I'm I'm just perplexed. Because if if this was just some grammatical whatever it is, (coughs) to the noun, why would it ever have a yud at the end of it, which means my thing? That that turns that rather than just this grammatical pointer into a noun, into something or else. A proper noun, whatever in and of itself. Yeah. You know that you would add a yud to the end of it, and above to the end of it to say his all on top or my all on top. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. There's so many of those I haven't looked deep enough. But like I said, et cam is another one. So it's aleph tav, um, kaf mem, and that really relates to them or our. Yeah, one or the other. No, I'm probably not, but it, yeah, it's either our or them. It relates to plural people, right. you know? And then there's other ones with Aleph Tav that has to do with people and pronouns. But there is a they, you know? There are ways to say it, because Hebrew is, <coughs> is like the word itself has the pronoun in it. Like we have his book. Um, in, in Hebrew, it would, be, it would be one word. Yeah, it, it would be one word, you know? It wouldn't be two different words. So they have ways to do these things without using the olive top. Olive top of gods, huh? Yeah, I know. They're too. They are. We know that because the ways are passing away. The ways are being destroyed, but the people. Yeah. 
and the gods are yeah so this verse you hear all the time right and it seems evil to you to serve Aleph Tav the Lord so this is where Aleph Tav the Lord one place where they appear together Aleph Tav the Lord so Yeshua the Lord so clearly saying it um, choose for yourselves this day Aleph Tav whom you will serve whether Aleph Tav the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or Aleph Tav the gods of the Emirates in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord Aleph Tav the Lord Joshua yeah. Would you be interested in doing this at a Messianic conference? Huh. Uh, I think this would be a blessing. This whole PowerPoint would be such a blessing to so many people. Yeah. Just throwing that. Yeah. Well, it's not like just because you know I wanted. I'm so about like being able to see the scripture, like like that, that your eyes see it because we don't see it, you know. But it worry. It, then I think, wow, is it going to be like tough to even like pay not pay attention, but like wander off because it's just reading slides on the screen. But to me, that's the best way to see it. So as long as that's cool, sure, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful to 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 unearth this stuff that's hidden. You know, just like the Moedim were hidden. You know, and when you're awakened to Shabbat, it's like, oh, I'm gonna celebrate Shabbat. But like, it was it was hidden for so long, and and the Lord, in His perfect timing, awakens people, you know, for the moment. And even with this Aleph Tav, and, and so He's doing the thing in the moment. But just to think of all the different things that have been hidden over time from any one of us, it's beautiful when they come out, you know, and rise up. So the Song of Songs, eight chapters, 21 Aleph Tavs. Very cool that in these four. Um, verses, Aleph Tav, whom my soul loves, appears four times, one after another, four times. And then it says, I adjure you, doors of Jerusalem, if you find Aleph Tav, my beloved, what will you tell him that I am lovesick? And one of my favorite scriptures, many waters cannot quench Aleph Tav, the love, neither can the floods drown him. Aleph Tav, the love. Thank you, Father. So Jeremiah has 877 alphabets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I will give them a heart to know this is O-T. Yeah. Me, again. Um, and it's translated as me in English. So again, there's no... Now, I don't see the Hebrew in my... I don't know, but I don't believe there's any other word for me other than O-T. Um, that I am the Lord. And they shall be my people, and I will be their Elohim, for they shall return, they shall shoot to me with their whole heart. So 877 alphabets in this one book. And I haven't really looked through most books, but um, Jeremiah, I haven't really, to see exactly where they are. But So Isaiah, the Lord hath made bare alphabet his holy arm, his outstretched arm, like a Passover. In the, is it Zeroah? Yes, it is. So this is Zeroah right here. Alatab Zeroah, which is the outstretched arm, which is mentioned during Pesach. Um, his holy arm and the, the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see Alatab salvation. Um, oh, yeah, so here's Yeshua. Right here. It's, it's, it's not with the T, but it's right here. Yeshua is actually what it says here, but my salvation. Alatab salvation of our God. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you, for they are men that are a sign. For behold, I will bring forth Aleph Tav, my servant, the shoot. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Yeah. 
For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon one stone are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove Aleph iniquity of that land in one day. Oh, and so we had to say, and on that day I'll raise up Aleph the Sukkot, Sukkah of David, David, which has fallen down and repair its Aleph breaches. I'll raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in days of old. So all of, all we like sheep did go astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has made to fall, again, same kind of thing as in um, Zechariah 12, made to fall in him or on him the iniquity of us all. There's no other word for the him there. Okay, so the Lord has made to fall. And I did that in the Hebrew. <coughs> yes. The iniquity of us all. Yes. Okay. So not the unpronounceable name of God, but the Lord. Yeah. Well, this is the unpronounceable name. I know. There, but, but has made to the fall on. Made to fall in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, top. So it's another Zechariah 12. And I believe it is. Yes. And, and I, I don't think that there's any other word there that could mean. I don't think. But actually, I want to look that one up. So sometimes, sometimes when you see the Alatav, it explicitly refers to Yeshua, like he's the object that was being spoken about. And then sometimes, like he's covering the next word. Yes. You know? That's what it, that, that's what it seems to me. Yeah. As simple as, yeah, that's as simple as I can see it. Neat. What do you think, Val? Do you think Steph should do this at a side conference? In oh, yeah. I, I told I him, I so. said, well, I, 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 had, I think you should call up Sid Roth. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. I did. I'll call up Sid Roth. <laughs> uh, when I left house, you, and we know that, right? Oh. Yeah. And so I never really noticed this before, but... This is the ironic benediction. And at the end it says, and this is from Numbers 6. No, oh, it left. At the end it says, and they will... And right there, no, it's my mouse is being sensitive. They will put, because this, when you speak this blessing, and they will put, Alatav, my name, on the children of Israel. So when that blessing is being spoken over you, Alatav is being spoken Amen. over you. Amen. is being spoken over you. That's so funny. Like you have the Yudhe Bhate is the name that you're speaking. Yep. And then in the summarization of what's happening here, you're speaking all the top of the Yeah. Shows again that unity between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And when he says I'm the beginning and the end, when the Lord says it, and it's over and over in Isaiah, the Aleph is the beginning, the top is the end. I mean so if we see it that way. And that's that's what yeah, and that's what it says. It says that the name of the Lord, he will put the name of that's why he said to do it. Yes. Number six. In the beginning, that was, it was to do that. And I, and, you know. Okay, speak, 
So this is in 23. Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them. And then verse 27. So they shall put my name okay, on the children of Israel, and I will bless So when you have a moment to read those scriptures, you know, at any point, it just it's just so beautiful to see, like in Genesis one and, <coughs> and in Job, and was that it? Yeah, where where you see them appear, especially in Ruth and Job, because it's just small sections, and that's the whole book. Every one that you see there are all the alphabets. I put them all, oh. so there, there's none left behind. Yeah. <laughs> no no alphabet. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that the last slide? That is. Do you want to speak was, the blessing over us? Yeah. Speak so Allah Tab over us? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Allah Tab the blessing. Yes. Father, thank you. Yivarekaka Adonai Vaishmarekha. Yaya Adonai Panavaleka Vikram. Isa Adonai Panavaleka Vayasem Lekha Shalom. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his perfect shalom. And this is how you are to place Aleph Tav. My name. Yes. Yes. On my people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.